0: The Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. (laughs) And today we're discussing 1992's Malcolm X. It's a Spike Lee joint Mm -hmm. starring Denzel Washington. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching?
1: Never Sleep Again. Ooh. Remember that? uh, Remember you had recommended that uh, documentary uh, Uh on Netflix. Um, It's 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 a four-hour documentary about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. I yeah, love it. And I loved it. I, I, <laughs> I sat there and, you know, like, like my wife was rolling her eyes the entire time. Right. She was like, you know, is this movie still on? I said, yes, it is. I'm, I'm sorry. They're into part seven now. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're just like treating every movie. Right. like It's like, it's a masterpiece. And I, or, well, not real. They're, they're being honest about things. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's, It's totally enjoyable, and like if if you want to ever just like have a good Saturday afternoon, watch Never Sleep Again on Netflix.
0: Yeah, if you are a fan of Freddy Krueger, yeah, you will love it. That's right. Or horror in general. Or Heather Langenkamp.
1: Yeah, I mean, like yeah, Yeah. you'll like all of it.
0: I think it's a good documentary, but it is you know you got to kind of be a fan of that stuff to really enjoy this, right? Especially for four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'm glad you watched that. Yeah. I watched a movie called Identity from 2003. Okay, it has John Cusack, Ray Liotta, and Amanda Peet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think Jake Busey's in it too. Teeth Around. Nice. And uh, <laughs> this is like a, a mystery thriller kind of movie. Where yeah. have you seen this? I have
1: just Jake Busey is funny.
0: Okay, <laughs> mystery thriller where like these people are all kind of trapped at this motel in a thunderstorm uh-huh. and. People end up getting killed and stuff, and it's kinda like, well, who's doing it and what's going on? Right. And there's this weird mystery to it, um, with a big big like twist at the end nice. and everything, you know. Um, it's pretty by the numbers, but it's good. Okay. I really liked it, and I enjoyed the twist at the end, even though I kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a good mystery thriller for what it was. That's awesome. Definitely. Now everyone out there needs to tell us what they have been watching, right, Dave? That's right. So tell us what you've been watching. Use uh, dudes on movies at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter. Let us know what you've been watching and we're going to read it on the air.
1: Yes. All right, Dave, let's get going. Okay. Let's talk about Malcolm X. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Gladly. Okay. So the synopsis of Malcolm X, um, it is uh, a filmed version of the autobiography of Malcolm X as told to Alex Haley, uh, which was written shortly after, uh, well, it it was written during Malcolm's life and, um, you know, released in the late sixties. And, like, you know, many people had wanted to tell this story for a long time, but it was Spike Lee's dream project, and you know, through a lot of uh, own his you know personal journey, he had to go on to get this movie made. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually happened, and um, you know, sort of like The Godfather. Uh, well, I'll just say it on the top. I really, really love this movie. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a lot of like. I'm going like, to be producing a lot of stuff that's kind of like behind-the-scenes stuff, just like we did okay. with The Godfather. That's cool. You know? That's cool. Yeah. I liked it, too. Okay, I thought it was a smidge
0: long, but uh-huh. um, after the first hour, yeah. it got really good. <laughs> it, even that first hour was good. I know. But it was kind of like, all right, all right, let's get going a little more. Right. And then, you know, bam. Right. Then it happens. The next two and a half hours fly by. It's, they really do. Uh-huh. I know.
1: Um, yeah, and, and th- th- this story and this life is one of the most fascinating in American history and I, I personally think it's the best biographical film I've ever seen. Okay. You know, like just telling someone's uh story from birth to death it, it, i I've never seen one better.
0: Okay. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, so I'll I'll take your word for it.
1: Okay. And the reason, the only reason I bring that up is because, you know, I, I usually don't like biographical movies. I, I, I don't like uh, you know, Right. I like movies in which a famous or well-known person is a character and they're already famous when the story starts.
0: Right. You don't need to see a rise and fall and whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is
1: the only one that I love, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's just like, man, this is amazing.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked, like I said, it's long, but I think it's appropriate to have it at this length because there's so much stuff in this guy's life that is so interesting. I know. Like, you see him go through, like, Four or five different, like, transformations on, like, his behavior and his ideology. Yes. Ideology. Ideology, (laughs) yes, yes. Wow, Dave, I'm having a hard time right now. Yeah, a lot of indigestion and whatnot. Yeah, like, you guys didn't hear that, but, man, we (laughs) cut that out. It's tough for me right now. I know. But... Yeah, great. Um, you see every phase of his life, and right. it's all interesting. I know. Like, from his upbringing, you, through flashback, you see him as a child uh, with his father growing up in the South with the KKK terrorizing them, right. you know? Um, and, you know, it's what it starts out, he's a teenager, I'm guessing, or a 20-year-old kid. Yeah, he's, he's about 19
1: like when we first see him in Boston.
0: Yeah, and he's starting to get his hair, you know, slicked back. Yep. So he looks white. The conch. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he gets that done, and he looks white. Uh-huh. He wants to look white. He wants white women. Uh-huh. He, he wants white stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's not what he wants later. No, he certainly so, does not. So it's cool to see, like, how he was wanting his life to be, and then he gets awakened when he's in jail. Right. And the extreme he takes that to.
1: It's cool. It is, and like the the extreme is really the, the the operative word, I think, because like whether he's whether he's being a hood um, who has no values, mm-hmm. or whether he is you know a, a fiery Nation of Islam minister, he's got equal passion for for both you know pursuits. Uh huh. And um, you know, like his transformation, I I, I know that that that. This this movie is racially charged. I mean, like like from from, oh, yeah. from the beginning. I think the first thing you hear, like over the opening credits, you, you see the flaming X, and you hear Denzel Washington start preaching like Malcolm X. Yeah, and he says, you know, brothers and sisters, I charge the white man. Uh uh-huh. You know, with being the greatest murderer on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's showing police brutality footage clips and, of yeah. you know
0: civil rights struggles. Uh huh.
1: And for 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 that to be in a studio movie. You know, for, for that to be the opening uh, credits of a studio movie, it, it hasn't been done since. Like, th- there are yeah. plenty of of like of like movies about the about you know the struggle for you know race relations struggles and and black unrest yeah. and all that stuff made in America. Never like this. Yeah. And for, for for them to actually get this made and to get this into a theater where where people could just see it at a multiplex. Yeah. It's unheard of. And this was 1992, man i know when this came out did the the riots happen yet uh the la in riots LA, in la i don't know if if the release date was was like around the same time as the i know the uh-huh. la riots were in april of 92 so yeah. I, i'm not sure when the release date was Oh, i i know that i saw this movie in in uh history class in high school oh cool um it, it, I, it was a great history class where we saw jfk malcolm x yeah and uh, uh god what was the other one Oh, I can't remember now. Patton, uh, Schindler's List. Schindler's List. You yes. saw all three yes. of those. Th- th- this this teacher, Mr. Roberson, um, like like was a apparently a, a guy who really appreciated great movies. That's and he awesome. Showed us
0: these movies. I watched Patton and Saving Private Ryan. Good, Okay. Yeah, so uh, excellent, both excellent yep. films as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this is an excellent film. So- yes, of course.
1: <laughs> uh, and and I I mean God, I, I I read the book. Full disclosure. Many years later. Okay. Um, I had not read the book in high school when I saw it, but, but like, and the book is, I mean, like, like Spike stays very close to mo- most of the stuff in the book. I mean, like mm-hmm. a lot of the sermons that, that are in the text are just recreated, you know, exactly in, in the movie. Okay, cool. Um, he does composite some of the characters. I mean, like brother Banes, yeah. you know, in, in prison. Um, like that, that is, that's a fictional, you know, portrayal of, of Malcolm's conversion. It was actually okay. done in, in other ways. Um, But it it doesn't take away from like telling the story of the man's life because I I remember the, 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 one of the analyses I read was from Roger Ebert where he talks about how, like, what, regardless of, of the nation of Islam's, you know, kind of wrongheadedness as far as, you know, racial politics goes.
0: Yeah. That black nationalism. Yes.
1: it still taught him self-respect. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of people, a lot of young men who are looking for, for, young men and women who are looking for a way to, like, establish themselves right. in the world, this is a, an avenue for them to do so. It is. I mean, they're finding, you
0: know, enlightenment through religion. Of course. It just happens to be through, you know, the Nation of Islam, which right. is not an,
1: an extremist group, really. And in, and in the 50s and 60s, I mean, like how attractive would that have been you know I, yeah. I can I can mm-hmm. actually have an identity and I can be part of something big and and I'm not going to be oppressed by an oppressive society who wants to destroy me right And I said he goes through se-
0: several transformations and like he most of this is when he's leading this nation basically yes, this movement and he he even comes to learn later that wow, this might not be the best way to go about it, right. Blacks completely separate from whites, yes. like everyone on their own. That's not going to solve anything.
1: It, it takes him forever to figure that out. Actually, <laughs> it does. And mm-hmm. and what triggers it is is when he sees the re- the real identity of Elijah Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. it's 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 the one thing that kind of opens his eyes to to maybe this man who who is sanctified by by this by this religion and this movement. Mm-hmm. Is, um is a human being and has many flaws right he has slept with two women
0: and got them pregnant yes he and he's, he's talking behind his back about Malcolm right you know, kind of tearing him down right destroying his reputation saying he's dangerous yes you know which that's that's kind of a personal thing uh-huh. not just a um you know a res I guess it's respect too but like he looks up to this guy as you know a, a leader. As God. As really? God, yeah. yes. Yes. And to see he has these flaws and feel lied to. Right. Because he didn't say, you know, I'm a man too. No. I, I'm no. I'm God, basically. Yeah,
1: his justification yeah. For, for these affairs is, is that, like, you know, he says, I must plant my seed in fertile soil. Mm-hmm. Um, It is prophecy. Yeah, he
0: says it's he makes it up that it's prophecy. Right. Well, then why not tell everyone it's prophecy while
1: you're boning these ladies? Of course, be transparent about yeah. it. These are my wives, and and I'm and I'm I'm you know peopling the earth with my my powerful seed. Yes. Yeah. He's full of shit. <laughs> right. You know, no doubt about it. <laughs> um, I have to admit that I don't know too
0: much about Malcolm X and his history. Okay. And the Nation of Islam. In all, all, their history, right? Uh, is this still around? Is the Nation of Islam still, oh yeah, you know, as active as back then, yes. or is it okay?
1: I mean, Louis Farrakhan, you know, was was the the, the big figure when I was like in high school. Okay, uh, he, he had become you know like kind of in the Elijah Muhammad uh, seat, and you know a lot of when you watch the movie, Brother Baines is kind of a thinly veiled, you know, like uh, I guess stand in okay. for. Louis Farrakhan, who many feel conspired to have Malcolm assassinated eventually.
0: Yeah. And in the movie, they show that like you, they show it, you know, juxtaposed with the past when his father's house is bombed with Molotov cocktails by the KKK. Right, right. Um, uh, You know, Malcolm X's house is being bombed Mm -hmm. with uh, firebombs. Yeah. And I was expecting him to say, you know, it was white people that were doing it. Oh, yeah. Right. No, but he blames it on the nation of Islam trying to
1: destroy him. And I mean, and, and it was three nation members who were arrested and tried and convicted for the murder. Um, one of them was named Thomas Hagan. Mm-hmm. Uh just like The Godfather. Uh, <laughs> and uh in in the film, uh Thomas Hagen is played by Giancarlo Esposito. I was
0: about to say that, dude. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you got
1: Gus Fring in right, here Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he had worked with Spike before on Do the Right Thing as well. Okay, yeah. He played Buggin' Out. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like for, for for me, when it gets to the point where the assassination I I it, it's right after he has um, kind of, like, seen a new way, you know, because he's been to Mecca at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he does the Hajj, uh, the, 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 the pilgrimage that every Muslim is supposed uh-huh. to take once in their lives. Yep. Um, and it's, I mean, like, in a movie full of beautiful sequences... Um, this one that is mostly done in montage and Denzel Washington's voiceover. Yeah, you're just seeing him like you know having a prayer time, um, and he's he's like, uh, um, he, well, it's it's a whole thing where, where he, he's he's always praying. I mean, like he's just right, walking yeah. around in the sacred well, you have ropes, to pray
0: five times a day or yes. whatever. You know? Yes,
1: Um And he starts to understand that 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 you know, okay, to say all white men are devils um, might be. Too much of a blanket statement um, because yeah. he meets other Muslims who are uh, who have white skin and he realizes that, that OK, uh, you know, may- maybe to preach that message is is too extreme. Right. And it's something that a lot of, you know, like even today, a lot of uh, very ignorant critics of him don't give him credit for. Yeah. They they stick with his Nation of Islam days and and they use that they use his his former words against him and against his memory.
0: Right, yeah. Everyone changes. Of course. He changes a
1: bunch in this movie. Right. Um and when he returns
0: from his pilgrimage, yeah. He is being questioned by reporters and stuff and he's still saying some things that are kind of extremist. Yeah. Um which I could imagine it it's hard to break your mindset. And have a soundbite ready when that's yeah. all you've been saying for the last twenty five years. You You're know? right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long he's been was doing it, but uh, oh, it had been a how, while. How old was he when he was assassinated? Thirty nine. Thirty yeah. nine. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Um. I thought he was a little older.
1: Right. Um. He. He I mean. He'd been preaching. I guess at that point for probably. Uh. You know. Almost. A little over a decade.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, they don't see that. Mm-hmm. They don't see as change no. for the better. No. Like in my notes, I wrote down: Has he changed completely, or is it just a little bit? You know, it's hard to tell from the film.
1: I know. I mean, like, like because his stance is still black nationalism. Uh huh. Um, but it's it's not uh, militant black nationalism.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? It's not militant like that. He it's it's nonviolent now. Right.
1: He used to say, "By any means necessary." Yeah. And now mm-hmm. he doesn't anymore. He he wants he wants to have a peaceful life, but he's still like. You know, for, for whatever like breakthroughs he has on his pilgrimage, I mean, like, it's totally understandable that he would still want to, um, like maybe surround himself mostly with people who are like him.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: because the world, the world has not been healed in 1965. Right. Yep. Uh, in 2017, it's pretty damn far from healed still. Yeah. It's better than it was, maybe, but not everywhere. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I, and and for, for anyone to not take that that message from either reading the book or, or viewing this movie, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say to them.
0: Yeah. And I think a, a great, you know, dot, a great period on that is when he's walking into that courthouse building or something mm-hmm. and the white woman, you know, college student says, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in what you're doing. And, you know, as a young white person, like, what can I do to help? And he goes, nothing. You can do nothing for me. Get away from me, basically. And he, he that very, one word, nothing, I know, nothing. And I he, loved it.
1: And he very coldly. Yeah. Just walks away. I literally go, Oh, yeah. like
0: out loud when he <laughs> said that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a great moment. You got burned. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> honestly, like it's great that you want to help. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing that you are this woke in, in the yeah, yeah. late fifties. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, But you can't help right now. Yeah. Like there, there's nothing you can do. And, and you know, how long is it till he takes
0: his trip to Mecca and comes back and his, how different would his response have been then to that woman?
1: It's, it's in the book. Um, Mm -hmm. like he, he does have the encounter with like, like that that, that thing that we see in the movie is based on an encounter that's in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, in the book, he says nothing. Um, just like he does in the film, but he also, like, when she breaks down and cries, it's actually happening in a cafe, and he has much more of a longer conversation uh-huh. with her and explains why, you know, he he's a lot more, I guess, forthcoming about the, the, um, uh-huh. about, about the issues. And, you know, he also, like, r- right after he says that to that woman, he is then speaking to a group of, like, all white kids at Harvard. Yeah. Um, There's one black woman in that crowd. Yes. And he's... Like trying to educate them, you know, on on what he's about and and what's really going on, and um, you know, and in the book he talks about how like how these college audiences were always the best because they, they really were there to see him, like they weren't forced to be there, um, and that's why he was excited to do it because uh, you know, like like they really wanted to hear the message of whatever he was selling.
0: Yeah, that's cool, mm-hmm. and it, it's sad too because he's he's blind to it, you know. Yeah, these people who don't look like him, right who don't have his background want to help his cause, but he won't let them. (laughs) He's, I guess, too proud to do it. Maybe. I I, I don't know.
1: I mean, I, I think there's a lot of pride in there, but I also think it's a lot of realism. Um, like that. that It's just, you know, I, I, okay. So I can see that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, based on history, Mm -hmm. you're not going to help me. Right. You know, right. (laughs) You're not going to do shit. (laughs) You're going to find some way to make it your own. And make me work for you.
1: There's a great, mo- another great, like, sort of sequence where, like, when they're still in prison, when, when Baines is talking to Malcolm about, like, you know, the, the evil of the white race, and uh-huh. he said, you know, think back to every white person you've known. Have you ever known one that wasn't evil? And they show, like, the montage of all the white people we've met so far. Yep. And all the white people we've met so far, from Karen Allen down to David Patrick Kelly, uh-huh. are, have been evil bastards.
0: Pretty terrible. Yeah. I'm taking your kids from you. You're an N word, and you can't be a lawyer. Oh yeah, God, I You're, know, I know. Oh wow. Yeah, no one's helped you, right? Right. It's sad because at the he's talking about when he's a child and he's in an all white school. Mm-hmm. He thought his nickname was the N word, oh, and man. it was affectionate because I know. he was the only black kid there, of and that's the only time he heard it.
1: That's sad, man. That oh, is it's... that is disgusting. It is. I I I can't believe that. Like everyone talks about this country being the greatest country in the world, and it. It still is, not it never was, of course, but <laughs> right. that, that, like, that for the first... Don't tell that to Patton. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, good Good thing Patton isn't around, but, right. but I'd, I'd still put my finger in his face if he were here. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the idea that, that, like, for the first, you know, over 200 years, we had this going on, mm-hmm. and it was just acceptable. It still goes on now, but the people who would want to do it have, like, sort of learned their lessons in public and can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, like, like you can't watch this movie and not and and not think of these issues and how they've affected your life how they've affected people you've know people who you love yeah um and their parents what they must have gone through
0: yeah which is what spike's trying to do yeah. with the movie yeah uh and and most of his movies are like this you know? know like they're very racially charged sure and you know it's from his own experience but I mean it's Malcolm X's biography yes you know but like He's putting himself into these movies, of you course. know. Even up to what Chirac was his most recent one. Yeah. Even through that, even though he didn't really write that material per uh-huh, se, he right. adapted it. But. Right, right.
1: <laughs> and it's but it's still a Spike Lee joint. Yeah. I mean, you can still and watch it's still it. about race. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. He 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 tells these stories because, like, I guess he's really one of the only Hollywood filmmakers who consistently will always, you know, like remind you. You know, hey, this is still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. Hey, guys,
0: remember <laughs> slavery? Yes,
1: exactly. Remember <laughs> Jim Crow? Remember all this crap that was Ugh. pretty recent and was in our lifetimes?
0: Yeah. Spike Lee. Yeah. Pretty good.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the movie, too. He plays Shorty. He plays Shorty, yeah. Um, uh, back then, he was in a lot of his films. I always
0: like his performances. He's fine. Um What did we talk about last week? We talked about Tarantino
1: mm-hmm. not being able to perform very well. Yeah. Spike Lee, I think, does a good job. Spike Lee is not, like, he, he, he's making, like, like small... He gives himself small, kind of inconsequential roles in his movies. That's what and, you should. Yeah. Like Scorsese does. Right. Uh, once in a while, Martin yeah, will every appear. Every now and then. Yeah. Um, and and in this one, he's he's just there to like you know add scenery, and he knew he had to know. I'm almost positive he knew what he had in Denzel Washington, which we haven't even got into yet. Oh my God! Yeah, we haven't. even... I mean, this is a this is along with David Thewlis and Naked. I I can't think of many better acting performances by anyone in a, in film history. It's amazing. Yeah, and I watch it and I think,
0: man. He's this good in every movie. Yeah, like, I know. Basically. I know. Like, I'd say this is one of his best performances, but like, yes. man, he's always this good.
1: Always. Even in movies that aren't, that don't deserve him, you know, <laughs> like, like he's, he's this good, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but, but in this one, like, like what he's doing with this performance, I mean, no one could have done it better. And he, and he's sick. It's weird. He like. I don't know if this is just him, if it's his physicality or what it is, but he convincingly ages from 19 to 39. He does, yeah, yeah. You know, with with, with pretty much ease. And, dude, of all the great and true scenes in this movie, especially with Denzel, the one that always gets me and the one that makes me actually cry every time is when he first gets out of prison and meets Elijah Muhammad. Okay, yeah. He's like standing in line. Yeah. And they're like, you know, Malcolm, it's your it's your turn. Yeah. He goes into the office. And Elijah Muhammad just like outstretches his arms and mm-hmm. like says, Come, you know, over here. Yeah. And Malcolm walks up to his desk. He's like sort of hunched over, almost genuflecting. Yeah. And Elijah puts his hands on Malcolm's shoulder and he says, My son. And they put the camera on Denzel Washington and just like like a whole you know, just just tears everywhere, just uh-huh. streaming down his face, and he's not balling. He's not making any noise. Yep. He's just like letting this happen to him. He's been through so much, mm-hmm. and now like he's he's standing in the presence of, of someone who he reveres as God, and and is actually welcoming him, yeah, and is not judging him. Um, wow, what a, what a scene!
0: Like I I've never seen someone so humble. Yes, you know? I know. Um, like and so sincerely humble. Right. Like he like you said he feels he's in the presence of God and has been accepted mm-hmm. into his hands. Yes. And has been, you know, approved by him. Of course. You know? Yeah.
1: He's he like, this is religious ecstasy, you know, personified.
0: Right. And it's not the fact, like I said, he's been approved. Like that kind of feels more like, okay, I'm happy and glad I have his approval. Uh-huh. No, he's just happy to be there. Right. And, and be even seen and recognized as a person, you know, and, Imagine meeting God. Like, what would that be like? <laughs> I don't know. It would
1: probably be like this. Yeah, because I mean, like, like if, if you're if you're staring into that to to into that moment where where, where you're you're actually feeling something like with such meaning like this mm-hmm. th- that has been your whole life, and now it's all culminating in this one encounter. I mean, good lord, I, I it, it could have been it could have been so showy, and it could have been so overwrought. Instead, right. it's just it could have been b- melodrama. Yes. Ass. Yes. Yeah instead it's just it's just Denzel Washington like like showing everybody what acting is <laughs> sometimes it's not even speaking right it's yeah it's just standing there and like looking and and not being able to look into the face of another person uh-huh you know wow just good knocks stuff. me out
0: yeah and he's so good in every scene too i know one i really love is when he does the Russian roulette scene, that's <laughs> with Rudy, with Rudy, man, yeah. um, he's really crazy in this scene. Uh-huh. Like this is the, the crazy Denzel you see yeah. in movies. And he's on point, man. <laughs> he, he, he's at this table with Rudy trying to make, you know, a uh, they're going to heist some rich guy's house yeah. and Rudy knows how to do it. And Rudy wants to be in charge. Yeah. Denzel's like, well, why don't we flip for it? <laughs> so he takes out all five bullets of this gun out of the chamber and, and the, t- the the scene takes its time. Yeah. It paces itself. It slowly builds up to this. And I don't know how often it's cutting, but it seems like it's almost just set on Denzel while he's doing this. Right. Um. But he takes the bullets out very slowly and just plops them down one at a time. Mm-hmm. Takes one up, you know, kind of licks it real crazy, puts it in the chamber. <laughs> I'll go first. And he pulls the trigger, man. <laughs> and he's staring Rudy in the eye this whole time. And uh-huh. then he's like, your turn. And Rudy's not going to do it. And he's like, all right, I'll go again. And he is so crazy in this scene. (laughs) And eventually, you know, Rudy gives in after he says, all right, it's your turn. I'll do it for you. And he's going to shoot Rudy. Wow. It's, (sighs) it's demented. And turns out, I guess he pocketed the bullet. Like you find out, you know, the next scene. Yes. Shorty comes up. What happened to bullet? (laughs) And he pulls it out of his pocket and they start laughing or whatever. But that scene, that, that, you know, Demented performance, yeah, it's
1: great when he's sort of hit, like when he, when he goes over to Rudy and he, he's got the gun against his head and he's um he's talking to him, you know, in a, almost mm-hmm. like a hiss, yeah. Um, and when he he it's not enough that like Rudy kind of relents, he wants him to really, you know, like, oh, like yeah. acknowledge that that okay, I am in charge. Um, and he's he's you know, Rudy's yeah. like, you got it, you got it, and yeah, he goes, what'd you say? What'd you say? And he, and he says. You got it. He goes a little louder. He says, you got it. Says, Rudy says, I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he has to let everyone know. Even these three people, he has to be the king of these other people. Like, yeah, it's, wow, he's he's nuts. It's good. Yeah. This is right
0: before he he gets busted for the heist. Yes. And, and then that's when he goes to, to jail and becomes, you know, a Muslim there. Red, the jig is up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in prison, let's talk about while he's in prison. Sure. Like, when he gets put in solitary confinement... This is one of the most like, beautiful scenes I've seen when he's in there. Mm-hmm. You only see the light from like the the sliding peephole door thing that right. are on these Where prison the cells. In? Yeah, the right. food comes in and he he's had a cigarette in there, so it's filled with smoke and you just see this, you know, parallelogram of light shining through <laughs> with his silhouette like on the floor just in a heap, you know, disheveled yeah. and beaten and just giving up. Yeah. And just the The time it takes in this scene. (laughs) Like, it sits there for five minutes, basically. I know. And the whole time, you're just entranced. Like, wow, this guy has to be having a hard time. Yeah, because God
1: only knows how long he was in there. Yeah,
0: and now he's got the smoke, and he's choking on it, actually. Uh Uh-huh. And a a priest comes to see him and eventually tells him that, you know, Jesus will save him or something. And he says, tell Jesus to kiss my ass. How about that? Uh Uh-huh. Man, and and it's literally like I think the next scene is when he's introduced to 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 brother Baines. To, to Islam, mm-hmm. yeah, right. yeah. So in the shower, I, I loved that, because he's like fuck Jesus, yes, and then yes. he finds a new religion after that,
1: right? Which which was cool, and and it's cool too that he does it, that he doesn't like take to it right away because Brother Baines is very forceful with him right from the start, yeah, you yeah. Know, like he, he he's not coming in here and and being like that preacher, being like that priest saying you know oh everything's tender and you know yeah, everything's yeah. great and and you're you're wonderful he's telling him off yeah you know like for for being so defiant first he gives him the nutmeg so that he can like get over his cocaine addiction right yeah um which that 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 was a great discovery when i was a kid was to you know <laughs> like that, that that works like cocaine I, not that i did it but i was just like wow that that's a thing don't you put cayenne pepper on a, a gun wound
0: or something <laughs> like, i don't know <laughs>
1: that's right and it just kind of cauterizes it shut
0: <laughs> yeah you put some salt <laughs> and some olive oil and you <laughs> Cut the garlic nice. razor thin. Oh, so of course, <laughs> dude.
1: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and, and he is being very, that militant to him. Yes. You know, and yes. he's telling him, you know, these are the white man's poisons. Right. You know, everything that Islam says you can't do, you know, mm-hmm. he says it's the white man's poisons. Right. So, there, it's already there ingrained in his head, like, this race thing. Right. And, and then he has him looking in the dictionaries, you know, let's look up what black means. And <laughs> <laughs> this is a great scene. It is because I it, know. it's very true, of course. And you know, they they go through the definitions of black being generally considered bad. Yes, you know, like this is a black day here. You know, it's a bad day as it was know? a black day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or uh, like a white night. You know, white's good. It's <laughs> a white night hero coming. Yes, like and he sees these definitions in this book, and it's like, well, what the? F- that's not right. What the fuck? He's looking up things, and mm-hmm. he's like, that's not right. Right. And yeah, and he says, you know, these were written by the white man. You know, like this is a white man book, a white book. So Mm -hmm. it opens his eyes. It's really cool to see him read this. And I think Spike Lee has the camera actually pointing at these words on the screen. You see them huge on your screen. It turns out it's Ken Burns. It's Ken Burns. Yeah. (laughs) All these negative words Uh in this definition as Denzel's reading them. Right. Just to drive the point home, and it is very good. It's very effective.
1: Can you imagine, two copying the entire dictionary? Oh, yeah, geez. You know, I mean, <laughs> wow. I, I guess you could only do it if you were in prison, really. You got time. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, he developed a stigmatism from that as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he wears glasses when he's out of prison is because um, he... Oh, wow, he didn't have glasses before. Right. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I um I I'd like to just like as far as Spike goes um Okay, so so the the movie almost didn't get made, you know, because okay. of the studio. Mm-hmm. Um and he got some advice from Francis Ford Coppola which was get the movie pregnant. Um, okay. meaning drive it so far over like you know, what they had envisioned for the budget that there's no way they can possibly back out. Okay. You know, do an apocalypse now. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's precisely what it was. (laughs) Um, now they weren't going to give him more money to finish what he, what he had already started. And he demanded that the movie be three and a half hours. And it was just that, like he was completely adamant about this. Um, when they weren't going to give him any more money and they refused to put a bond on it, he got funding from, like some unlikely places, uh-huh. uh, just private funding from Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Bill Cosby. Wow! Um, Holy cow! And he he was very upfront, saying, "Guys, look, you're not investing in this. I just need this money." And wow! so they just donated. money. Exactly. I think Prince and Janet Jackson were involved as well. Wow! Um, and they were able to then like like do things the way the way not only the way Spike wanted it, but they were even able to go to Mecca and to Egypt and film those sequences. And, you know, they weren't allowed in Mecca because, you know, no non-Muslim can enter the city walls. Uh Uh, So all the stuff we see in Mecca of like those, you know, those great ceremonies was all done with second unit stuff. Okay. But like you really see Denzel riding that camel in the pyramids, you know, Mm -hmm. and next to the Sphinx. I mean, like like they had, and they had to do it because that's really what Malcolm did.
0: Yeah, they show the actual footage, I think, during the credits. Yes, they do. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh That's cool. I know. It's so cool. Wow! Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, okay, that's awesome that that these people had donated to it because yes. they realized the importance of this movie absolutely being made. Not only being made, but being the appropriate length, shooting the uh, shooting the right, like doing it right. Yes, making sure it it's done right. Mm-hmm.
1: And the studio, whether they basically said no, I, I guess, was... mm-hmm. dude. I mean, like, like I- I'm sure. Like, like anytime a studio is is warring with a director, I, I think that like there's plenty of people in on the studio side who know like artistically what's important and what isn't yeah but but even if they they bring those things up and even if the, the people making the money decisions agree with them in principle like there's just their hand they, they can't do anything more right and like in this case though, when you have an issue of this kind and you're making a movie that's like this, I think you do have to like figure something out. You know, yeah, we 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 gotta be able to come with with you know six more million dollars. That's gotta be hidden somewhere. Yeah, let's get our let's get our best people on it and let's finish this mm-hmm. thing. Um,
0: what did Spike Lee do before this? I mean, we he already did. talked about do the right thing. Yeah,
1: he had done. She's gotta have it. And, okay. Um, uh well I can't remember what his debut film was. Um, School days. School days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, Jungle Fever was right before this. Oh, it was Jungle Fever yeah. before this? Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he made a name. Yeah. For sure.
1: Oh, he had he was already a name. Yeah. Right. right. So
0: um, yeah, it's a lot easier when you're known. Mm-hmm. So and they they know you can do this.
1: So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. No doubt. Um, and as great as Denzel is in this movie, like like he's kind of matched by Angela Bassett. Um, in all of their scenes together, yeah. Um, as Dr. Betty Shabazz, Malcolm's wife, mm-hmm. man, she's good, and I, I love her her intro when she walks into the mosque, <laughs> and uh, like she just says she says those kind of like enigmatic things to him about like you know, do you know what Sister Harriet Tubman did when before she while she was not saving souls, you know, she ate. You know, and and like the, she walks away after she says that, and Brother Baines just looks at Malcolm and says, "She's interesting." You know, <laughs> I, I don't remember that that oh, little yeah, detail. Yeah. That's that's
0: that's all. That's the whole scene. Yeah, she was good, but I, I she didn't stand out to me like that. I guess. Oh yeah, um, I,
1: I well I, I just I mean I guess I just impartial to her because I've liked her yeah, so many other things. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's
0: great. Yeah. And I mean, you, how how many times have you seen this? A oh, dozen times.
1: I I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 at least a dozen.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was my first time, so maybe I'd pick up on that. Okay upon subsequent viewing i'm sure you would yes but yeah uh all the acting every performance in here is good so man delroy
1: lindo as west Indian archie right yeah Yeah, yeah. delroy yeah he's so cool and he he gets to like (laughs) he he gets to play kind of archie as two different men i mean like you see him first as as like the tough gangster and then he's a very broken disabled man later on Mm -hmm. um and he's equally good in both you know in both guises really yeah yeah, and Al Freeman Jr. as Elijah Muhammad is excellent, and he looks just like the real life figure if you if you look that guy up. Um, and and, and now it's time uh, to shit on the Academy. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, dude, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I, I know you're ready. I've got my list
0: right here. Oh
1: good, who <laughs> so, do, do you have? Who was nominated for Best Actor uh, the year this film was released? Uh, yes, I do, Dave. Mm.
0: We have. Robert Downey Jr. for Chaplin. A lot of people forget he was nominated for that. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood, Unforgiven. Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman. Stephen Ray for The Crying Game, which we talked about a little bit ago. <laughs> we differ on that film, Yeah, yes. Denzel Washington for Malcolm X. Mm. You know who won? I do. Okay. Uh,
1: the birth <laughs> of Hoo-Ha Al Pacino uh huh, being thought of as superior to Denzel Washington and Malcolm X... It's, it's, I, yeah. Of all Oscar turds that we've talked about, you know, on this show, like, yeah. like this one for me, it, it just stings every time I think about it. It's considered one of the worst upsets ever. Look, there is never a reason for, for, <laughs> for you to reward someone because you didn't reward them previously.
0: Yeah. You give them a career achievement award.
1: Yes. Yes. If they, if they, if they just keep on, like, it, not deserving of it, then, then you just, they just keep on not getting, not getting the trophy. Uh-huh. You don't give it to them for a movie that is clearly like, you know, beneath them. Um, and a performance that is just not very good. hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So Pacino, sorry, man.
1: I'm sorry, sorry. Al. You, sorry, you know you, you know how much we revere you and love you, but but Sense of a Woman is not a good movie, and and <laughs> Denzel Washington acted circles around you in 1992. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula won best costume design,
0: also that beat um, <laughs> beat Malcolm X. Dave, that's a huge upset right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? The the, the the costumes in Bram Stoker's Dracula are spectacular. They're amazing. Yeah, they're uh, amazing. But um, but Malcolm X is clearly the superior film. Well, uh, definitely, you know? that's true.
0: <laughs> Especially acting. <one>. Uh uh-huh, Yeah, <laughs> no, no
1: doubt. doubt. I don't know Gary Oldman could have got a nomination
0: for that movie. I
1: love you, Gary Oldman. Uh, he he. I I would have put him over uh Robert Downey Jr. and Chaplin to be honest with you in that category. Yeah, but yeah,
0: definitely. Okay, so that's anything else, Dave?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, just one other thing. Um. Like at the very end, the last thing we see is um, after after Malcolm's death is is there's kind of a... Ossie Davis does a sort of a eulogy for Malcolm uh-huh. uh, in a voiceover, and we see a lot of clips and a lot of uh, you know like existing yeah, footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a a really cool moment at the end of like a, a a classroom in South Africa, where every kid gets up and says, you know, I'm Malcolm X, kind of like I'm yeah. Spartacus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that it's, same it's, recreation. It's Spartacus. Yeah, and. Um, And then Nelson Mandela, who had just been, you know, finally released from prison and was about to become, you know, uh, the leader of South Africa, you know, gets to have that speech. And, um, the only thing is, I I guess he refused. He did not, he, he told Spike Lee, he did not want to say by any means necessary. Okay. Yeah. So Malcolm's speech that he is reciting is punctuated by real footage of Malcolm saying by any means necessary.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then, uh, yeah, roll credits.
0: Yeah. Really good ending. Yeah. Good movie, Dave. Yes, yes, man. Would you recommend
1: it? Absolutely. I, I, you know, if you have children see this movie and, and to be honest, like it's the only time I've ever heard of a filmmaker, like acquiescing to the MPAA about the ratings board, about the rating of a film. Um, Spike made cuts to make this PG-13 so that kids could see it.
0: Yeah. I was shocked when I saw it was PG-13. Yes. I was like, wow, this, this ain't R. I I know, Holy I know crap. The, I mean, yeah, the language isn't bad. Right. Violence isn't even too much. No. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a PG-13 movie. Right. That is cool, though, because he knew how important this message was. Yes. This story needed to be told, because sadly, most people get their stories through movies and TV. Of course. Right. I, I, I do it, too. Right. So So, uh, to expand your audience, to expand your reach, and, you know, cut out your vision a little bit to, to uh, yes. dwindle your dwindle it down. Right. Maybe the best version of
1: this movie doesn't exist because he needed more people to see it. And, and a, a guy like Spike Lee, who we know is an artiste. I mm-hmm. mean, like he prides himself on his art. He's not afraid know. to put stuff in his movies. Of course. Right. Yeah. That, that he would make that sacrifice. You're absolutely right, dude. That that's huge. That is awesome. Yep.
0: And I would recommend it too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a smidge long. Uh-huh. I think I said that earlier, but At three and a half hours, this is the fastest three and a half hours I have ever seen. Yeah. And it is worth it. So, yeah, I recommend this movie a lot. It's very good. Mm Mm-hmm. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it with the other dudes in your life. (laughs) We need them to listen to the dudes. Uh, If you don't use iTunes, you can find us anywhere else.
1: You can get a podcast or go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, and we are on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Dudes on Movies and we will come right up. And we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Our question of the week um, is We want you to tell us what your favorite Denzel Washington performance is. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot to choose from because this is one of the greatest actors in history.
0: Uh huh. Just like last week, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, we had to record a double header because of scheduling. So that's why we're not repeating any answers for Robin Williams in this <laughs> episode. Just <laughs> yes. so you know, we'll yes, catch up what? later, okay? Yeah, exactly. So keep sending them in. Yes. So stay tuned next week when we do 1952 singing in the rain directed by stanley donan and gene kelly and also starring gene kelly and debbie reynolds mm-hmm. so until next week i'm your dude scott i'm your dude dave and we'll see you next time